Studios, welcome back to FNS Wrestling Podcast, and we have uh, episode 66B, because Dynamite decided to be on Saturday again. I am hosting this time again, and my co-host is my father, who's right here. Hello, welcome yeah. back. Um, yeah, so we there was Rampage, which had, what was it, Pack Andrade 2, yes. and then there's also the first match in the Eliminator Tournament. We'll also be getting two more matches from said tournament. Um right. Which is Brian Daniels and Dustin Rhodes, and then also Kingston and Archer, and then TBS title tournament match and whatnot. And so this is on Saturday again, a very inconvenient for us, obviously. That's why we're back with a sort of separate episode to talk yep. about it. Cause Couldn't we... get around to it on Sunday, so right. we're doing it today. Yep, it's Monday. We don't have work or school, so we have time to talk about some and AEW I don't Dynamite. know if it'll be out by the time people are listening to this, but you did just record, at least, Bound for Glory review. Right? It is out so, everywhere. It's just yep, finishing so. up on YouTube, but it, everywhere else it is up. All right, so that is out. And then you've got ROH coming soon, I assume. Yeah, either tonight or tomorrow I'll get to ROH right. 526. Seven. All right. Um. And so I guess we'll get right into it. Um. The opener for the show is Brian Danielson versus Dustin Rhodes in yes. the first round of the AEW World Title Eliminator Tournament. And Dustin doesn't seem to wrestle a lot. At least he doesn't wrestle like on Dynamite a lot. No, he doesn't. So. Um. But when he, he does, it's usually he like, usually puts in a good effort. He does for so. considering he's what fifty-two or whatever. Like he really does put out some massive effort. Right, and I think that's I can appreciate that when you have absolutely Jericho working a lot, but then working super basic, or like Sting and Paul White stinking up the joint, or like or like Goldberg coming back and having terrible Goldberg, matches yes. three or four times a year. Right, I think I I definitely appreciate uh, Dustin for doing. That's probably that, the right? best comparison, right? Like age wise and like amount of ma- number of matches they have, and Goldbergs are not very good. But anyways. Yeah. Um, I thought this was a fun and smart work opener. Some notables. There's a lot of holds and counters in the beginning with Brian gaining control and kind of he was applying this leg hold with the, he repeatedly did like a back bump to the mat like, right. to apply pressure. Um, a bow and arrow stretch by Ryan, but they were pretty close to ropes. So Dustin's able to reach out and grab the ropes. Um, Rhodes hits a second drop down uppercut, but he eventually gets low bridge out of the ring by Brian and gets hit with a suicide dive from Brian. Uh, Brian avoids a wrist lock from Rhodes and hits a drop kick to the knee, which um, is targeted throughout the match um a german suplex by rhodes some corner chops by rhodes brian retaliates with chops of his own um an elbow stomp by brian after rhodes blocks an armbar attempt um we do get to see tony niece is in the crowd we do yeah, yeah. they show um, him a couple times tonight yeah um i i he's he wasn't bad but i could easily see him getting lost in the shuffle uh, here. i agree but i mean part of it is i'm biased just because of the way he was presented in wwe right like maybe a complete fresh start Bobby will be Fish, better exactly right yep um, so yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm interested in that at least, but I could unfortunately see him getting lost in the shuffle. Yep, they got a lot of people there. Right. Cause there's some acquisitions I could see, like, I just don't see them like, even if they were to acquire Gargano, who's of similar stature, I think like Gargano's not the kind of guy who would be like, who would be Gar- wrestling on dark or something. Gargano's you know I mean? character work is light years ahead of Nice, right? From right. what we've seen. So, so I mean, I don't know. Nice is good, but I'm just, I, I hope we, they, he gets used. Yep. In, he's in a, a talented good way. performer right. for sure. Um, a superplex by Dustin Rhodes. Uh, Brian flips over Rhodes, like the signature thingy majiggy, like the back flips over him. It gets caught by scoop slam by Rhodes and curtain call by Rhodes for two, which is just kind of, it's like a inverted suplex DT yes. thing. And right. Jiggy. It's like he lifts him up for an inverted suplex, but then just slams him back on his back. Right. Instead of, like, rotating over. Uh, Corner chops and kicks alternating by Brian. 
Uh, he goes for Frankenstein, but he gets crotched on the top rope and then clotheslined off by Rhodes for two, which I thought that was kind of nice. It was. Um, Brian Delores kicks Rhodes, who he like he kind of asks for more, and then fights back as a strike exchange breaks out. Um, Brian does the thing where he like he holds both of uh, your arms and he just stomps you in the face repeatedly. Right. Uh, that kind of thing. A pile driver by Rhodes for two after avoiding the running knee from Brian, and Brian applies a guillotine. Um, and the finish comes with Rhodes. He drops down kind of while the guillotine still applied, and he eventually passes out. So Brian uh, gets the win and advances in the tournament. And I think he faces the winner of uh, Kingston Archer. I think that's right. Uh, so I can't tell you how much, I mean, I've tried to already tell you, but how much I'm enjoying Danielson in AEW because I've always liked him and acknowledge that he's like a top in-ring competitor, but he's different in AEW. Just the pace he's working, the variety of moves, the stiffness, like there's more physicality and violence to his stuff now. Like he's still a baby face, right? But he's like, there was not a clean rope break here. We've seen him wrap people's legs around ring posts. We've seen him even, like you're saying, hold their arms and stomp their face, right? Like he's wrestling with more Well, that's more been edge. a move of his for a while since yes. his, uh, the eco-friendly heel turn. Right. He, he just kind of kept it, I think. So he might right now be my favorite person to watch in the ring. And I'm saying that with a love of like Pac and Andrade and stuff like that. But he actually just looks like a highly skilled guy actually trying to win a fight, right? Like it looks like this is what, if you actually knew a whole bunch of stuff, this is how you would try and win a fight and with a little extra viciousness. So I thought this was pretty fantastic. Dustin deserves credit as well like I'm talking a lot about Danielson but Dustin looked really good here and he's like 52 years old he just worked a better match than a lot of wrestlers will this year I think right we could probably agree Uh, yeah excellent opener and a really hot crowd again which is another trademark of Dynamite right now so they pretty much start almost every episode with some great content and a great crowd so I really like this opener yeah, I thought this was a great opener. Um, Rose doesn't seem to wrestle much anymore, but he does put in a good shift when he does, and he makes a count on, like, Jericho, Paul White, or Sting, as I've mentioned, any yeah. of the old farts I don't like. Right. Um, Brian was great in here, too, working a technical and realistic style, working away Dustin's leg, and even winning with, like, a simple guillotine choke, but that's kind of realistic, and because Dustin is older, so, I mean, it might wind him quicker. And Bryanson having... Bryanson. Wow, Danielson having multiple brutal. finishers is cool too, right? Like yeah. he doesn't always have to do the I, same I thing. I thought it was a solid opener and good start to this tournament. I mean, yep. this this as long as like some of the matches of the tournament are up to this level, then right, uh, that bodes well. And in the moment, we also like that um, they countered each other's signatures, right? I think Brian countered the um, drop down like uppercut thing, I think, and then I was gonna call him Gold Dust, Dustin. Wow. Dustin countered. I think it was the running the running clothesline that Danielson does. Oh yeah, yeah. One of, I think he countered that. So that like was a nice touch too. Flurry or whatever. Right. So yeah, I thought that was a really good like scouting or whatever knowledge of each other's stuff. Yeah. Um so next we get the Elite backstage. Um so it's basically just Omega talking. He mentions the Dark Order will be facing the Elite next week, which sounds more exciting at first until you find out who representing the dark order right um omega rips on hangman while talking about halloween saying like hangman was cosplaying as a cowboy the whole time yes he says he knows pages insecurities and he said um if people knew him the way um like omega knows him they wouldn't be chanting his catchphrase they'd be calling him a coward right coward crap instead of cowboy crap yes yes uh what'd you think i thought this was really good he stayed more serious than sometimes but he still found a way to sort of rip on page subtly kind of and then he's taking page's actual 
issue according to storyline right and calling it out showing just like what level he will stoop to right as a slimy heel like i know you doubt yourself and i'm gonna prey on that right so i think that's right in character with omega and i like the tone of this um even the little shots at the tight jeans and the fancy shirts right he still found a way but the bottom line is he's willing to stoop to any level and and like attack this guy's mental health just to sort of win a match i think which i like right um yeah so i thought it was a solo promo from um omega um i liked it um he had some good lines and i'm excited for the multi-man tag next week and then i found out that one of the members of dark order is cole cabana yeah he's got to get in the rotation i guess i said that it favorite. could be better than the previous eight-man tag but it seems just like the i think it's like silver and a cabana and so i it's definitely just to get the elite win i was hoping it'd be something like it'd be like this is where you put in grayson uno uh reynolds and silver for me yeah um but or like I was hoping Hangman would be in there, but sure, I guess obviously. not. No, not yet. So, it does look like it's set up for an elite win. Yeah, which, I mean, I'm, they could do another one, I guess. Yep. Next, we get one of those back-and-forth thingy-majiggies with FTR and the Lucha Bros. Um, Dax says the Lucha Bros make more money than them, and that doesn't sit well with them. He says they are proud to hold the AAA tag titles, but to cement themselves as the best, they need the AEW tag titles. Cash says it's almost been a year since they lost the titles, and they sat on the sidelines watching a bunch of children cosplaying as champs. Ooh. He, he says they are the best luchadors in the world and they have the titles to prove it that made me laugh yeah um penta says obviously translated through alex that ftr heard his brother stole their titles um last week and attacked them from behind on rampage and if they want to play dirty they can show them what it's like dax says if they think alex is black i was bad he tells them to wait till full gear Ooh. Yeah, I, I'm a sucker for the well-done back-and-forth promo, especially when it's a feud that I care about and want to see another match, and that's kind of what I got here, right? I do want to see them wrestle again on a larger stage, I would like, and given more time, so maybe a pay-per-view. Yeah, that seems what they're setting yeah, up. Yeah, I, I would hope so. And I really like the line about the guys who go on about no flips, just fists, saying that they're now the greatest luchadors of all time was pretty funny. And well, they let... I guess luchador is... Like, it's Fighter. Spanish, right? Right, it's just not the traditional style. But I thought it interesting, Cash did all the speaking here, right, for FTR, which is... Uh, no, I think it was mostly Dax. Was it? Yeah. Oh, maybe I I mean, Cash did get a few lines, but it was, I think mostly it was Dax, at least from my notes. But yeah, I thought this was another good segment setting up a match I want to see. Yeah, um, I thought this was pretty good. I liked it quite a bit. Um, Both sides cut good promos. I think it was FTR's... Uh, it was definitely better, because it, it was definitely more lengthy. Um, FTR coming to be the best luchadors in the world is still funny. I also like this because it sets up a genuinely interesting match, even though we kind of just got it. Um, this is a great first title feud for the Lucha Bros because FTR are great opponents. I think. I this, think so too. This uh, the de- style contrast is awesome. Right, it's a good it's a good start to the reign. I mean, even though they've had a couple of defenses, non defenses against like Butcher and Blade and yes, the Acclaim, but that's like placeholder defenses. Right, I feel like a, like a first real meaningful defense yep and it's like you've got the peak of the two styles if you want the high flying like crazy spots you've got the lucha brothers and then if it's like your kind of smash mouth classic old school then it's the ftr right so i'm i'd like to see them right it was it's kind of like the bucks versus ftr from right because that was back when the bucks were still kind of baby face so yep or that that was when they were super kicking like the cameraman or whatever remember yes they were it was kind of confusing. It was. Next, next, uh, Sting updates us on Darby Allen. Yay. Yeah. Uh, Tony Schiavone reminds us of the situation with Darby as he was attacked by those mysterious masked men. 
Um, I think two of them are really good luchadors or something. The mm-hmm. best ever, I yeah. think. Uh, possibly. And he introduces Sting, because it's Sting. Yay. Um, but thankfully, MJ's music cuts off Sting before you can speak. I thought you would enjoy that. Yeah, I did enjoy that, actually. It made me very happy. Uh, MJ tells the fans to show some class and shut up. Um, MJF calls Sting da- Darby's emo daddy and asks him how he's doing. I think Darby is doing. Yep. Um, he says he just wants to chat and not embarrass Sting from the fans. Uh, well, I think Sting is plenty capable of embarrassing, embarrassing himself. Just let him wrestle. <laughs> wow. Uh, MJF says Sting doesn't want to tell them the truth, which is Darby won't be back and he can distract them all he wants, but he can't fool MJF. He says Sting is a bad person when pe- people need Sting the most. He's nowhere to be seen. That's why Darby is in the same place as Lex Luger. And wow. as uh, MJF shouts, he's about to shout in a wheelchair. He gets dropped by Sting and Wardlow Spears attack. And then MJF says he knows Darby is in pain and, he, and is watching as if he has broken Darby mentally yet because they beat up Sting, obviously, like a bunch, which is nice. Um, <laughs> MJF says he, he wants Darby to understand that no matter how bad the fans want to see Darby return to beat him up, that his future will be the same as Sting and he will always fall short because he's the past, present, and future pro wrestling, which I thought he was going to say, and I'm better than you and you know it, but he chose not to. He did not end with his catchphrase. Um, this was maybe a bit longer than it needed to be, but I still liked it. MJF is pretty much in a league of his own for heel mic work, right, at this point. He shifts gears in this even just from mocking to serious to furious, right? The whole in control of all of it the whole time. I think it is helping build the feud um, with Alan because the crowd is going to go nuts when he does come back, right? The baby face being gone and sort of beaten and having to stay, keep, take time off TV will just make the crowd love it when he comes back. So it's probably smart. Sting got enough time in sort of defending himself. Like he he didn't dominate the, the numbers game got to him, right? As it should. And then... Yeah, but I really hate him no-selling stuff. Only a little bit, though. And then that's what I mean. Like, it was just enough of that. And then they eventually got to him, right? Yeah, but he's, like, no-selling chair shots. Only one, though. Which I think... Yeah, but, like... It's It's a steel chair. It's Sting. He's old. That's the mystique. He's old. But it's still Sting. Old Sting still has the power. No, he doesn't. Anyways, I thought it was was fine, and Sting, they used him well here. Yes, because he did not speak. Um... Yeah, so I thought once again they did a smart thing by voting a live and possibly a lengthy Sting promo, and also having MJF speak. Like that's a pretty good yeah upgrade. Right. Um, I think MJF's definitely the savior here because he stopped Sting speaking. Um, another great promo from him while also preventing the promo from Sting is the Dream. I really don't like him no selling offense from top guys, especially guys like Wardlow and Sean Spears, who has a freaking chair. Top guys, Wardlow and Spears, or like. <laughs> I don't know. It's the funniest thing you've said all day. Like, we're those big muscle man okay. and Spears has chairs. Yes. Not talk guys. Spears is a big powerful dude too. guy. Yeah. Yes. And, like, at least he still got his ass kicked, though. Uh, yes, we get you don't like Sting. That is the thesis here. Yes. Yes. Next, we get an interview with Britt Baker. Uh, Shivani says, now we know Conti will face Baker at full gear for the women's title. Baker says, since Conti stuck her nose in Baker's business, she. Look to see what Conti's done, which is just show her ass, which I don't know if that's a reference to a wardrobe malfunction or just I think like... it's just her wardrobe in general. Okay. I'm not sure, though. I wasn't yeah, quite sure Yeah, it might be. It's like the fishnet thing or whatever yeah, like maybe. that a lot of people do. She said she could have worked her way up and this would have been a hell of a match, but since she laid her hands on what belongs to Baker, Baker will lay her hands on her and retain the title. Yeah, she's awesome. Britt Baker, every promo is good. This wasn't very long, but this raised a question for me, for you, for anyone, really. Do Does AEW have the best heels on the mic for men and women right now 
Yes. Right? So MJF and Britt Baker. Who else is there? That's what I said, too. Who's like, better, right? Outside of AEW. I don't know. Maybe there's someone else in AEW, but, like... I don't think so. Even Andy Kingston's not even heel anymore. Right. Mox isn't a heel right now, although I think he might be soon enough, but we'll see. Um, but I, I don't think there's anyone better consistently. Cole's in AEW. Yeah, uh, which exactly. who I would probably put there, even like Omega at times. At times, I think MJF's the best consistently yes. overall, I and don't Brit think too. Anyone... So right, that's a feather in their cap, right? So I think she was great here, and she's just doing what she can to build a quick, again, what we call like a placeholder match, right? This isn't a main threat to her title; it's just something Although, to keep her busy. Although I'm not, I'm not entirely sure about that. I mean. You think I'll, Conti's I'll, winning? I'll elaborate on that, but okay. Um, so I thought this was solo promo from Baker. Um, not sure who will win this because I think Conti is good and probably Baker's most legitimate challenger to date. Um, because she she's really improving. I think she she hasn't been on like no that way. hot streak lately, but like no, and I don't think the, and she but she's pretty good though. She we like is. we both like it, right? And she's I think really good. she's definitely got potential. But at the same time, it really doesn't feel like Baker's been champion that long. I guess it's been since like the spring or whatever, yeah. which. I guess that's been, like, a few months, but it doesn't feel like she's, like, accomplished a ton yet. I just feel the build is too casual to be an actual right. threat. That's so, my part of me point. thinks they could hold off for Thunder Rosa being Baker, but I could also see Rosa winning the TBS title or yep. feuding, like, with Cargill for that, and that's her title win. And I would rather Conti be Baker, maybe not now, but down the line, because I feel like Conti's newer and she hasn't really been made yet, whereas Rosa has already, like, been made a bit in the NWA, right? Yeah, for so, sure. Um, She's maybe already over. this is just Conti's kind of, like, first shot to throw her yeah. name kind of in there, and then I think she can beat Baker at a later date. They need to put some but, sort of attention storyline behind Conti. But, yes, she's improved more than almost... I always say it's her and Gonzalez, right, for maybe the most improved over right. the last year or two. Because so, she's yeah, really good I now. think she should beat Baker eventually, but I don't this think isn't the time, now is the think. time. But right. I think this is just to like maybe show that she can hang there, and then they can circle back around yep. in a few months or something. And AEW is good at that, right? Like taking their time and getting to stuff. So. Right, and since they don't have a lot of pay-per-views, I could see Conti maybe winning it like double or nothing, because that's like next spring, right? So could that's, be. That's a while away. Yep. Um, next... I want to see Perazzo come across and have some matches. Yeah, that's I could see I would that. Like. I mean, and... Spoiler, if you haven't seen Bethel Gore, I guess she is kind of freed up. That's why I'm kind of thinking that. Great match she had with Mickey James, by the way. But yes, she mm-hmm. is a free, a bit more free now from not yes. the title. Next, we get Ruby Soho versus Penelope Ford. Yay. Yeah. In the TBS Championship first tournament, first round match. Um, I thought this was a fine match that had a, quite a few issues, though. The crowd was low energy, I noticed, in this one, for sure. I don't blame them. There were some issues, yes. Uh, front handspring corner shoulder block by Ford after some early back and forth. Soul kick and running thrust kick for two by Soho. Bunny skips out his four and Soho bow in the apron. She distracts Soho so Ford can get a boot. That kind of sends Soho in the post. A Saito suplex by Soho post-commercial break. An iffy-looking knee that re- didn't really connect and get all of it. Barely connected with the arm, um, I thought. Yeah, thrust kick and an enziguri by Soho. Weird-looking cutter by Ford for two. Uh, back heel kick and gut check by Ford for two. Finish comes when Ford and Bunny try to get the brass knocks in, but the ref kicks them away as Ford scrambles to grab them. Soho rolls her up for the win. And after the match, the heels try to attack, but they get chased off by Red Velvet, who's facing Bunny in another match in the tournament. Oh, my goodness. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, at one point, I had a direct quote from Tony Schiavone. I think it was Ruby Riot. Remember, she took, like, a weird route to the right, corner? I thought it was JR who said it. Oh, one of them. I was like, know. she took a left turn there, right? Because she, like, 
thought she was running to the corner but then was like four feet away and had to like make a sharp turn it was to get back. it reminded me like when dakota Kai runs like around the ring For into the, the corner but like that's on purpose right this was no like... this was like you missed where and the corner it was, was she was getting like irish whip right was... yeah i forgot to note that but yeah uh, that was another i would call this match sloppy and just okay at best i didn't think either woman looked very good they didn't seem to work too well together and the crowd's lack of reaction seems like they might agree with me in general, I'm kind of confused by the women's division, right? We won't see, like, Thunder Rosa or Sheeta or Serena Deeb for weeks, months at a time. Or even Isla Rose, who's pretty good. But we'll absolutely see Bunny and or Penelope Ford every single week, right? Or, like, we're yeah, getting both. Yeah, and the, I know, like, while you thought Ford was she's, good, but, like... she's. She's, she's not bad, but the more I get to see her right. wrestle, the less good I think she is. She my, has, my impression of her is slowly deteriorating. She knows some cool moves, but she needs to sort of just get more experience with full matches and I things. I think I'm going to stand by my There's opinion some that potential. Kip Sabian is the better half of this couple. So I'm not sure exactly what they're doing with this division, and it still seems to be their biggest issue, right? Because this is... Yeah. Um, Bunny and Ford are definitely not skill-wise near the top of that division and they are what i would consider overexposed at this point right we see that yeah yeah right Um, and that's what i'm saying like my that's because i feel like i've seen ford like wrestle like every week for the past month or so and the and she just she's like there remember i think what was against sheet or something or there's like a really slow no it was conti i think um there's the really slow arm working or whatever like i don't know i i feel like i found like at least one issue and like yes almost all of her matches and the division they have a strong champion and then they they have have some strong other strong supporting wrestlers that's the level i think they're ignoring they've kind of getting the mid card lower card with bunny and forward and whatnot i don't mind them keeping that on rampage because right i don't watch or like this feels like the thing you can put on dark it's the layer underneath the champion like who your next challengers are that i feel like they're neglecting a little bit which, in their tv time which and then they just shoehorned conti because like like right. she and it makes the division feel like they're not it's not getting when the they, attention they could yep. like i feel like they need to i guess Maybe we'll get some more showcase on it with the tournament. Yeah, because again, it's but... that Thunder Rosa, Deeb, Nyla Rose, like that level of competitor. Even Cargill to a point. Maybe. I mean, character-wise, I guess. Maybe she's not at in least in yet. like, she's definitely in that Orbit. upper echelon yep. of the division, but not quite there in terms of wrestling. Right. They ability. need to build credible challengers to Brit at this point, it feels yeah. like. I mean, some of them are credible without going, but like you at least need to like... Prime, them prime them, bit. yes, yep. prime them for a shot. Exactly. Um. So yeah, this was okay. It just it wasn't that great, and there was just too many missteps and just not botches, but just like missteps and just weird. Yeah, awkwardness, stuff. sloppiness, however sloppiness, you want to call yes, it. Yes, that's yeah. the word. Um, the finish just wasn't super pleasing either, and it was a predictable result. At the end of the day, like there's I there was no doubt in my mind who was winning. I agree. Um. I guess uh, good for Soho, but the more and like I said, the more I see in Ford's matches, I just the less good I I think she is. Just oh, she's overexposed, and there oh, there seems to be some sort of issue in most of her matches. There's not the cleanest of matches, yes. Yeah. Next we get um, MJF and Sean Spears, um, and then Wardlow comes in. Um, he says he sent a message to Darby tonight. Wardlow asked what last week was about when he kind of was sacrificed to old man with bat. Right. <laughs> um, MJF says he was nervous and freaked out and he did not put Wardlow in danger intentionally. He says Wardlow has a lot of pressure on him and he gets paid the big bucks. So he assigns Wardlow an accountability buddy. Yes, I'm pretty sure that's what he said. 
which will be Sean Spears, and then he's just like, hey, like kind of like yeah, scared, yeah. which I thought that was kind of funny. I, I was confused by this overall. Um, I do like the subtle story of Wardlow and Miz, right? Because that's something they've been sort of Miz. teasing. Miz, sorry. Whoa. MJ, it actually corrected to Miz in my notes <laughs> the first time. <laughs> that's funny. Sorry, but there's been like little nuggets of looks I, and I thought this was like the real tipping like, point start like first yeah. nudge and and after especially after watching the um just because it was on the on the channel the uh ruthless aggression evolution thing this is it seems like it could be a rise to stardom a la batista could be like um yep. the, the slow build to batista turning on triple h that kind of deal yeah um i don't know if Wardlow will be the world champion yet but like that kind of it thing, could be right i don't quite get the accountability accountability buddy was it um <laughs> i don't know they didn't even try to autocorrect that in Google either. No. And I'm not sure what he's saying about Wardlow's issue. Like, you have a lot of responsibility. So I guess it's because it now you've got somebody else that I'll sacrifice along with you. And maybe that's... Or, I, like... I don't is, know. Does Wardlow do a lot of accounting? For is this forming a new tag team? Like, is this just a way to do that? Is this a way to get Spears on TV more? Because I would gladly take that. I guess it's just MJF trying to talk circles around Wardlow. Because Wardlow's starting to realize the problem, right? And uh, Or get sick of whatever MJF's issues. And so this is maybe MJF just talking Spears circles and Spears did a good job leaving. of looking surprised, too. Because he yeah. looked kind of, like, surprised, confused. I but thought I, the promo from MJF was fine. And then I, I, I kind of thought Spears was funny at the end. I thought his delivery was good, but I, w I don't know how much sense this made. But I guess we'll see what happens yeah. out of this. I think I Spears should do more. Yeah, he's yeah, good. I like him. I miss Ty Dillinger, though. <laughs> Ty Dillinger was the best. He was cool. He had his moment for sure. Yes. And then he went to main roster and it was less. So. Yeah, he got to enter at number 10. and then He did. He did stuff he did next we have bobbert fish versus anthony green tony uh, green and robert fish yes yep uh formerly august gray of nxt Briefly. fame i guess yes fame <laughs> quote unquote fame he was there uh description squash uh notables there's an interesting kind of crossbody thingy by green for one early on and then he get got nothing else basically pretty much like kicking a topia tonko for two by fish like turning the corner by fish a sliding lariat explorer supix in the ropes which is really cool then he falls with his roundhouse kick which is a signature move i guess yeah, i would think so at this which point i guess he is a, a a kicker boy but striker he kicks boys a lot so like how why is i guess Anthony Green is not exactly a high caliber opponent. No. But uh, remember, <laughs> isn't this kind of funny? Because remember in his like first singles match after the Unspeed Era split, this is exactly how he lost to Tyler Rust. I don't remember. Remember, that. it was like really weird. And like there's like some weird distraction uh, finish, and then Rust just roundhouse kicked him. Oh, that's and right. Then, and then he Because we were like, where's his cool little whatever? Oh, perfect circle. That's right. what it's called. That's, that is that's what a it's good called. name. I hope ROH makes figures so I can get Tyler Brass. He is using that move in ROH. Yes. I think that's where I got the name. Um. Anyways, and then post match afterwards, uh, Fish continues the assault Um. as he sees his green trying to get up. And who makes a save? Uh, CM Punk. Yeah, so that's setting up that match program, whatever. Or dynamite. So I think this is my favorite Bobby Fish ever, possibly. It's sort of like what I said about Daniel Bryan, but like heel version, kind of. Really aggressive, really physical. He just keeps coming at you, right? It's not like it's super fast paced, but he's always just moving forward and attacking you. Yeah. And then he doesn't really make any mistakes because he's so strong technically. So I'm really enjoying Bobby Fish. I thought this was another effective 
AEW squash like Moxley's last week, right? Um, that and, one was funny. And honestly, Bobby Fish deserves a win after really strong work in losing efforts since coming to AEW. Who did he so, lose to? He lost to Brian and yes. someone else. Yes. Uh, oh, whew, I know what it is, too. And so now he can go on to look great in a loss to CM Punk, I would imagine, but he's playing an important role So and looking really good doing it, so I'm glad he got oh, to pick up a crap. win here. Ah, it was Sammy Guevara. Right. No, I feel like there's another one, though. Anyways. Crap. He did get a win, though, with uh, Lee Moriarty, though. So there's at least that. He's kind of like um, beating the chumps. And then yeah, he's the gatekeeper to like the legitimate getting, getting chumped by levels. the, the yeah. big boys. But he looks good doing it. Yeah. Uh, I thought this was nothing more than an effective squash. Green got in a short bit of offense until F- Fish took control. He looked good here, so mission accomplished. The aftermath was solely a set up a Punk-Fish match, but that should be pretty good because I think Punk's actually been doing pretty good in his run so far. Yeah, and, and Fish and looks Fish, awesome. Fish so. has been great as well. And... Um, uh, this will be Punk's first Dynamite match, so right. that's cool. He better, and he'll win, but that's okay. Should he, be fun he, to watch. He better wear trunks, or I'm going to be kind of... You will be mad. We'll hear about it yeah. if he wears tights. If he wears tights, uh, there's going to be yep. something to be said. And next, we get an interview with Leo Rush, LBO Leo, and Dante Martin, not mm-hmm. LBO. Uh, Rush says that anything he does, he does big. He says he wants to take Dante as big as possible. Is he implying that there's a glass ceiling? I maybe. May I get well Dante could probably just jump through it, you know, he could. vertical. Um and he needs to mentor him and show him the tools. He said he says he gave um Seidel a chance and he failed and Dante was like, He's the one of the best in the world. Okay, sure. Mhm. Uh um, one of the yes, yeah, one of the best in the world or whatever, maybe. Uh not depends on what cla- like I at what in what like best at best enhancement talent (laughs) (laughs) check uh best third eye enthusiast yes i don't know um he says he thinks martin could beat sidell he knows he could beat sidell um he says he talked to tk tony khan and got the match on next week's rampage who is it dante asks oh it's the sidell bros (sighs) so wow what can i ask why is dante upset about having to face the sidells or because he's respectful young boy, and he's been teaming with the Seidel I guess he bunch. teamed with them, right? Yeah, but I don't know why, because I don't think Mike Seidel's injured or anything. But Anyways, I thought Leo was fine here, and it seems like he's doing the whole, like, seems like he's doing what's best for this guy, but obviously is really in it for himself, and that'll be part of where we get to. And Which whether... I don't love, because we already have Big Money Matt. That's I hope the, the exactly... direction this goes is that we get rid of Big Money Matt. That's exactly in my notes, right? And, and from what hearing Dante speak here, he definitely needs a mouthpiece. His acting and talking weren't good here, I didn't think. And again, I want to like this, because I like Leo Rush a lot, but... It's moving really slowly, right? We're not getting very far, and it does feel a lot like Big Money Matt with like Private Party or TH2. I wish right? you could so. you you disband HFO, then you free Private Party to be Private Party again. TH2 can rise to tag team stardom, and Matt Hardy can have a breakdown. I feel like you alluded to something that might happen where maybe Dante has some success with Leo along the way and then his brother returns, right? And there's that pull between Leo Rush and what's his name? Darius. Uh, Darius, right. And maybe there's a story in there, although I'm not sure the Martins are ready to pull off much acting at this point. But anyways, we'll see where it goes. I just want to see Leo Rush wrestle, if I'm being honest, which I haven't yet, so. Yeah, he was in the Casino Battle Royal. Well, whatever. 
yeah <laughs> maybe on the internet somewhere i don't know <laughs> Doesn't I'm count. Sorry, if you had if you're watching mlw early i think you would see him as a he was middleweight champ a while i've ago, seen him lately yeah yeah i watched him lose that title to the other guy mm, i forget who doesn't matter Ivan reed yes Nailed that's it. right uh solid segment i thought and i thought they teased dante's frustrations well yep like he looked unhappy he's like, like the naive kid that's not quite understanding what leo's doing but is a little suspicious but if he has success maybe he can sort of allow it because if leo's getting him high profile matches and he's winning and getting more money then he can you know he's what like I mean. sam beal but seems smart. like that a little bit yeah uh next we get lance archer versus edward kingston and in the first round of the aw world title eliminator tournament uh, what would be a long is lance short for anything or is there I don't a short think lance a lot lance? <laughs> yes, Lancelot Archer versus Edward Kingston. That's what, yes. That's for sure. That is perfect. Um, and what was a fine match until the understandably abrupt finish. Yeah. Um, as Archer's making his entrance, Kingston attacks from behind. Archer slams a quote-unquote fan onto Kingston. Yes. He chokeslams the, the fan from the apron onto Kingston. A running corner back elbow uh, by Archer. Uh, corner overhand chop by Archer and Kingston retaliates with um, a thumb to the eye. Eddie avoids uh, the blackout by trying to get a dragon sleeper of sorts. Uh, basement dropkick by Archer knocks Kingston off the apron. Interesting kind of like weird splash thing from the corner by Archer. Archer chokes Kingston in the corner while staring at the camera. Archer misses a moonsault but kind of under rotates and definitely hits his head. Pretty very good. scary, yep. Yeah, and For then sure. Kingston wins the Mahi Stroll cradle after archer had rolled back in the ring because he was being checked on by the yep. docs and he was told just get in go right to the finish because they they i'm sure they were doing a quick concussion check or whatever and they weren't confident uh, apparently archer wanted to finish the match obviously but they said no you're going back in just get rolled up and get it over with so uh, obviously it was cut short I, I to be honest i wasn't super into it up to that point either it was slow and pretty basic but i imagine that's because that's archer and then it was going to build to Kingston getting his turn, right, to go on a flurry, but we just never got there, right? It was just Archer. And and it honestly didn't look as bad in the slow motion. It still looked bad, but it looked like his arms took at least some of the pressure off and hit before his head did, or else at it would have been At least it wasn't worse. Brock Lesnar bad. Right. Um, but as it was, this match wasn't very good, right, because it got cut in half with a roll-up. And I hope Archer apparently is okay, is what I saw today. So, um, But, I mean, just looking at what it was, it wasn't great, I didn't think. Um, so I thought the match was fine until the finish, which wasn't great, but it's understandable. Archer definitely hit his head, and they made the right call here. Yes. Uh, Kingston versus Danielson, though, sounds quite interesting. Very interesting, yes. Um, which will be on Rampage next week, so I will watch Rampage, or at least that match. And we were wondering if this was the out expected outcome in terms of the winner, but then they did have the graphic I immediately ready. I could see ready. Kingston winning. So it seems like maybe it was, but I guess it wouldn't take them long to change the graphic either. Who knows if this was the original plan. Right, or if they're really smart, they queue up both graphics like they but have. But I guess they also could have said, hey, go back in the ring and roll up Kingston if they wanted Archer to go on. But That's then I true. guess maybe then on the but flip side, but if he had a concussion, did, right? The flip side of that is so this coin has many sides, right? I I I would like to think that Kingston <laughs> was, was scheduled. Like, to so win. I I could see him winning. I mean, not that wrestling's pre-determined. Uh, I, yeah, I mean, it's all real, right? Which, so it's they real to all, me, damn it! Have right. you ever seen that guy? <laughs> right. They, they always have both graphics ready in case someone just decides to win. Well, it's like when the guy, the team that wins the Super Bowl, there's always a whole bunch of T-shirts that had already been made for the other team. And they generally ship them out in 
for charity or whatever to places. So whoever lost the Super Bowl somewhere, people are wearing like shirts that say they won the Super Bowl because they have them ready and hats and all that stuff, right? For some team that doesn't win. But anyways, that'd be so funny. You're just wearing like freaking like New Orleans 2020, right. and they didn't and, win like, that year. <laughs> Ironic. That'd be really funny. Shirts. You'd like, like that, yeah. Like, or if like you're a actual fan of the team and you decide to and you just see the shirt and then you just cry while you're driving home. Right. That'd be really funny. <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, next we get Dan Lambert and Men of the Year. Uh, yay. Yay. Question mark. Well, actually, Lambert doesn't speak a ton, so. No, that's true. Well, he does though, kind of. Uh, but Still? mostly does not. Right, I guess. Um, a lot of Page people speak. gets to speak most, so that's good. Yeah. Uh, Paige responds to you suck chance by saying the inner circle sucks, and he kind of almost gets heated there. He says he's never seen Hager's MMA record, but he's seen Scorpio Sky pin Hager. He says Santana Ortiz aren't hard, and men of the year treat them like a runway when they walk down the street. And he says Jericho, or he says it's good Jericho's in here, which is good because he gets mic time which that was a good point. point yep um he says jericho can do whatever he wants and even though he lost he got mic time to flirt with Paige van zandt which i agree that was weird and it's like what we've been saying ethan page is a great talker and they're just finding ways to not have him talk it's weird i think this whole american top team thing is a huge waste of time for Agree. a team who could be re- like gunning for the tag titles right now like I- as much as i love ftr they've already been champs so that that could have been men in the year spot and i thought about it too and so that the story is that top team are including these guys because they have martial arts and whatever mma background but guess what percentage of a wrestling roster has some sort of like martial arts or mixed martial arts background right like, like almost if all you have of them. to do this choose someone else i guess or, or like, don't why choose are, anyone why aren't they trying to recruit hager again you're basically coming in with the storyline of what we do is real and what you do is fake but we're gonna pick these right. two guys that do the fake stuff and bring them with us right so i don't know i don't yeah like it's it at confusing all. but like if they're i've why aren't they gunning for hager why don't they want right. hager who's so he's supposedly this undefeated mma beast right or bobby why don't, fish why don't or punk him? or danielson right, right. yeah anyways uh any of them um, i can't think of all else, of them but probably. yes they just want all of them no right. only the top ones i guess so they can't include hager hat roasted um he says he wants jericho to take a good look at the future of AEW. Uh, speaking of the future of AEW, Sammy Guevara comes out and says, enough. Uh, he tells Paige to shut the hell up. He says, life is unfair sometimes, but unlike Paige, he works his ass off and Paige chooses to whine about it. He says, nobody cares about Paige other than him making a joke at the all-ego name. Yes. That's not nice, because I, I care, okay? I care. We do. Uh, he says he wants to hear Lambert's stipulations, which, of course, is Lambert's cue to speak. Yes, and say not much in a lot of words, as he tends to do at this point for some he reason. He said a lot without saying anything at That's all. That's right. Lambert says his terms are that um, Guevara puts the TNT title up against Paige, and if Guevara wins, he gets a 10-man tag, but if he loses, he loses the title and leaves the inner circle forever, which, if that's not telegraphing a match result, right. I don't I don't know what is. I wonder what's going to happen. And Guevara says he has a deal, but he wants to choose many of the year's American top team partners for full gear. Yes, this multi-man tag is at full gear now. Uh, no. Many of the year try to attack Guevara, but get chased off by the rest of the inner circle, minus Christopher Jericho. Yeah. Uh, what did you think of this? This took a long time to set up a match I'm not really going to care about. I don't mind the the North American Championship match, but I think we all assume we know how that's going, so we're getting well, did a... Did you say North American Championship? Whatever it is. Wow. We're getting a 10-man a ten man tag match that I don't want to see down the line, right? So, so I, I know Guevara just won the title, and I like him a lot, but... 
I like Paige better, and I also don't want this match to happen. So now I'm really rooting for, <laughs> hope, Paige, hope for Paige, even though he will not win at all. I am super rooting for him. I wouldn't mind a Paige win. I, I'm not sure Paige, Sammy, and Le- Lambert all needed to speak here for so long. It just... I would say just Paige. I guess it wasn't bad. Yeah, Paige's part was probably my favorite, and I'm happy that he got to speak finally. Um, I think Sky should have gotten to speak instead of Lambert. And another plus is the MMA folks weren't there, so I don't know. But I didn't love this overall. I just It's leading to something I don't want, so that's my problem, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, I thought it was good promos from Paige, and I thought Guevara's was fine. Uh, Lambert was fine. Uh, Pagers Guevara should be a great match, but they really telegraphed the match result hard with the inner circle stipulation because, yeah, Guevara's going to leave the faction and lose his title. Okay. That was like when Josh Alexander's wife and kid were at ringside for the championship match. Like, hmm. Like, I already had a feeling Alexander was winning, but at that moment, I was like, you, yeah, he's. Right. They've never, ever, ever been there before. Ever. But in his first shot at the championship, they're they're there, right? Right. So, yeah. Um, I also don't love that this match will take up time at full gear, but what are you going to do? Right. They've booked it. Maybe they'll surprise us. Who knows? Maybe it'll like be great. each pay-per-view, they've got to have one match they don't want. Yeah, probably. People I don't like. This one has the multi-man tag last time. We got Paul White. The time before that, we had Sting. The time before that, we also had Sting. And not to be that guy, but we talk about this roster being, like, borderline bloated, and now you're taking a match with how many people that are, like, part-time or not really wrestlers, right? That's Not even on the roster. Right. No, no one from American Top Team is right. actually from a... So, w- at least in theory, what, three people that are not wrestlers are going to get a shot and on a And then, got, got, like, Jericho doesn't need to be there. Hager doesn't need to be there. I, I would love um, Guevara and Proud and Powerful versus Men of the Year and someone not MMA right. that I can't so just, think of. Just keeping some people off the card that I think probably should get on it. You know, right. Ahead of yeah. these guys anyways. Yes. And if you're going to choose an old person to put on the show, pick Dustin Rhodes. Right. Um, next, we have a promo from Jonathan Moxley. Uh, he says he's supposed to be yelling about how he'll run through the tournament and that will happen. Um he'll run through the tournament or he will yell which what? one what because he said he'll run through the tournament and that'll happen like he's supposed to be yelling so is he gonna yell or is he gonna run through the tournament why can't he do both i guess he's just gonna, he's just gonna start running run through yelling <laughs> he's no? just gonna start running and yelling not possible yeah can't do that at the same time <laughs> I, th- I believe but he, he says he's thinking about his daughter yes i wonder i what what's his daughter's name I don't know. I know uh, the Rhodes daughter's name because it's so stupid. It's Liberty. Right. Because that's the, the baby that ended racism. <laughs> How dare you? Exactly. Yeah, the baby <laughs> that ended racism. <laughs> um, Sorry, that's a reference to a Cody promo. We're not being. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah. What was it? The it wasn't. It was something in the GoGo feud. I want to say. Yeah, and I mean we're loosely interpreting it, but that's kind of we're just putting Cody's ego behind the words he says and kind <laughs> right. of making that conclusion <laughs> for ourselves. What happened to a GoGo man? He's Jeez. I mean, I'm not Cody. Compl- I'm not complaining. Yeah, you but... can't beat Cody, or you get you disappear. <laughs> is, uh, is I guess is Malachi Black gonna be gone? <laughs> uh, probably. Um, he talks about something with his daughter, like she squeezes pinky or yep. something. His whatever. jacked up pinky finger. Uh, okay. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. Um, and it made him realize he doesn't care about anything other than getting home safe to his daughter, and people may have to get hurt for that to happen. Um. He, or he could just not wrestle, but I mean, hey, sure. No, no, no. Uh, he says everyone goes through the dark alley, and only one man comes out. Oh, also, I just remembered. It's going to be kind of hard for him to get safe 
home safe when he's the GCW champion, but I mean, he is okay. still right. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Um, he says to everyone in the tournament, he'll get everyone else before he gets got. Gets got. That's funny. And he'll win the entire thing. Uh, um, so I really like this, and I'll tell you why. Because me too. The normal thought is that he's a new dad, so it's going to be kinder, gentler, right? Because now he has a baby. But he's actually going the other way and saying, because all I care about is getting home to my kid, I'm going to be more violent and aggressive because there's a less likelihood he'll take damage, right? Because now he's about like instead of risking his body preserving his body and his health so that he kicking can... everyone else right ass. so he's just gonna right. double time it on everybody else so that he takes less damage so i think that's a super cool way to spin things it's very around. moxley right R but very i mean much. i, I like it i think it's just clever right so he's basically using the love of his child to justify being a more violent person and that's <laughs> just super cool to me because it's not what you would expect so i really like where he's and i even think we saw a tease of that in the squash last week right because he came out like super aggressive right. and angry Yuta didn't get anything so it kind of makes sense with this promo so i really like this mm -hmm. yeah i actually thought it was great too um a change of pace was so good which for the switch's promo talents I, I like i agree with you that's kind of like his new lease on life father kind of deal but moxified i guess right like it's the his take on being a new dad is i'm gonna hurt people worse so they can't hurt me right yes and now i would say week three of what i hope to be my weekly dose of hangman as we get a quick yeah. little segment with hangman the dark order um hangman apologizes for not catching up with them i realize he hasn't really we haven't seen them in yeah. track since no. he's been gone so this i didn't even think of that i mean he apologizes for not catching up with them and he apologizes for what happened in his absence he says they were right and they won't always get along and he says they're getting close to halloween he thinks the elite will have a costume and the dark hour won't be out uh or outdone or undone or whatever yeah um and he slowly backs away as they're just kind of like arguing about like a costume or like not arguing but just like and john silver's first choice is bambi i'll be bambi which i thought was hilarious like of all the possible things he could be yeah the other thing i thought was funny about this is when Paige said you were right did you notice i don't know if you were taking notes but like the factions that had kind of splintered off were agreeing with each other like we were right you know what i mean the couple dif differing groups within the group from before but then they realized and collectively went oh no we were all right sort of thing um so i thought this was fine i don't think it was the best dark order segment but it, it was kind of necessary because like you said Paige hasn't really interacted with them so it seemed I, like they were just trying to set out that um they're on the same page still and that the dark order are coming with the, same, the same page no pun intended uh -huh. and that the dark order is coming with costumes next week right that seemed to be what it was setting up so i don't know it was fine it wasn't my favorite yeah dark i thought order it was a fun segment. segment i'm just happy to get some hangman on the show and have yep. this union back together um hopefully hangman is on dynamite next week too because i think we need sooner or later we need hangman to actually interact with the elite yeah he probably um, will. they should probably do that next week i really want to see that like a lot <laughs> well i'm assuming AEW executives listen to this show so there exactly. you go exactly yes why i, I really they? want it. why wouldn't they next there's no get... wrestling podcast out there to listen to right? right there's hardly any next we get the hour-long iron man match between jungle boy and brandon color right yes uh just kidding of course this is a squash how many notables do i have three i have more notes on the aftermath than the match that makes sense in this case yeah it does uh jungle boy close on to carla out of the ring hits a suicide dive jungle boy easily counters and attempts to pan him a sunrise from cutler slaps a knee and a power bomb by jungle boy who and then he rolls a uh, cutler through on that locks in the snare trap cutler submits 
Um, post-match, Jungle Boy says that was a nice warm-up and he still feels pretty good. Um, so he calls out any member of the Elite to no avail. He applies the snare trap to Color again as he screams for help. Cole comes out and uh, he says some other stuff which I didn't quite get. And then he says, why don't they fight now? Young Bucks, um, though, come from behind and deliver a double super kick. Um, they drag Jungle Boy up the ramp. He takes a BTE trigger in the last shot. And they further taunt him and then throw him off the stage. Yeah, it was a real... Lo- they, I mean, Jungle Boy launched himself, but it looked pretty good. Like, he had to go far out in the distance, right, right. through these... And it looked like it was actually tables under there and not cardboard boxes as it sometimes is, like when Jericho went off the right. roof of the cage or whatever <laughs> it was. Um, so, yeah, it was a squash match as expected. Cutler's really funny, right? He's found his role as a comedy sidekick and, like, jobber when they need him to be kind of thing. And I like the aftermath because Jungle Boy, at the end of the day, is still, like, the naive kid, right? And the elite are experienced and they will always take advantage of that and prey on whatever problems they can find so basically i think the story is jungle boy needs to evolve get smarter and maybe even develop some sort of edge right to survive in this feud with these guys because they're just more experienced and savvy and willing to do things he's not willing to do and i thought the final spot looked really good um i don't think i told you i saw that uh, basically tony khan apparently for cole not to be suspended for throwing him off had to take pictures with fans after the show so there was like, I saw these pictures of Cole with fans, but he doesn't look happy about it, right? So the fans are like in the foreground all happy and Cole's just kind of like behind them. So like he's fulfilling the punishment he had to do. So I <laughs> thought that funny. was pretty funny. Um, but yeah, this was a good little spot at the end. Yeah, uh, short squash, but Tuck Collar is kind of amusing what he did in the match. He is. I, I like the aftermath. I was, yeah, it was like an attack thingy, but I thought it was done differently. It was done well. And Jungle Boy took a nice beating. And it's like, you're calling them out by yourself. What do you think is going to happen? And when are you going to figure this out, kid, right? Like, they're just going to keep taking advantage of you until you get smarter and do something different. If we don't get Cole versus Jungle Boy at full gear and that we get that multi-man awesome. tag, then I quit. <laughs> nice. Yeah, that's that would be <laughs> one I would put on there if instead, we, for sure. Right. If, if we're going to get this big, stupid multi-man tag match that I don't need, I don't think anyone actually needs that, then we better get Cole versus Jungle Boy 2. And then eventually, maybe at Winter's Coming, if they do that again, Cole versus Jungle Boy 3 in a... Uh, I don't know what kind of match you could do, but something. Um, next we get a promo from Miro, God's Forsaken Champion. Mm-hmm. Um, he says his wife needs her champion back, and he says, "How dare is God taunt him and test him and forsake him?" He says, "God's Forsaken Champion will become his favorite again because Miro will leave him no choice." Which I think everyone else should watch out. Then maybe, perhaps Kenneth Omega. He, well, Perhaps he's challenging his own god, which is pretty interesting, basically, yes. right? Like maybe they're gonna do like that. Remember the tag match from two thousand six when McMahon's faced God, Sh- Shawn Michaels, right. and God. So this is like a twisted redemption arc from like a heel perspective kind of thing. So I think it's really interesting, and he's like mastered these promos. I pretty much love every one every week. It's really yeah, and I feel like like um him and um. Uh, Malachi Black have their own styles, which yes. I think are re- really cool. And I think now, basically, they need to feed him a bunch of people to just destroy, right? Before he either builds back up to Sammy, or like I was saying, maybe he moves into main title conversation, right? But this, I don't. I almost don't want him to go. I, I don't. I see the weird thing is I feel like if he goes after title, 
losing hurts him. It but would. I see no... They could maybe find a way. I don't know, I right? see no picture where he wins a title right now. I think Guevara right just won the title. I mean, even if they build him, like, I think Hangman deserves a decent run. He does. I think Guevara should lose to Ethan Page next week. <laughs> I doubt that'll happen. <laughs> um, but I don't... I don't know. I, th- I think they need another mid-card title. I yeah. think their roster's too big to not afford no, just another, trios. Just another trios. one. And then, especially because the TNT title will become half obsolete. So Miro and Men of the Year for a trios. Because... <laughs> you'll get them out of the... Yes. Because uh, um, Dynamite's going to be on TBS. So the TNT title will either have to become a TBS title, which it can't now. No. And or So it'll have to become Rampage exclusive. And then... Yeah, I, Either way, we swing it. We need another mid card title. No. Yes. Too many titles. Intercontinental title. No. Yes. And then U.S. and then European and then cruiserweight. Like that's what I don't want. No. Just that's a, what it just gets to. You just keep adding you, one and adding one. The U.S. is only as a country title, so that, that's dumb. Um, but yeah, I thought this was another cool uh promo from Miro. Um, I liked it. Me too. And He's awesome. Next we get Malachi Black versus Kodeth Rhodes. In the main event. Three. Yep, third one. Malachi won the first two. Yes, yeah, so Correct. figure that out, people. Right. Or you could call this Black versus Rhodes I I I. One of the pops of the night was for the kid that caught Cody's weight belt, right? He <laughs> flung it into really the crowd. Funny. Some kid like eight rows back grabbed it and the the dad or whatever held him up and the crowd loved it. Yes. That was funny. And uh, another big cheer was also in Black May's entrance because screw cody boy was the crowd not on board with the heel face dynamic that they were (laughs) presented with i don't think they have been since like at least the second match no it was like wwe in canada it's bizarro world up here they cheer for the heels and boo the faces well because malachi black is good and cody rhodes cody's a heel and we all know it yes we all know it yep um a competitive and i wrote i wrote a competitive and competitive main event yeah it was double competitive <laughs> competitive on both sides <laughs> um but yeah so it was a competitive main event with the wrong result maybe uh, i think no i think black should have stayed on the feet and just kicked cody's ass again well um, now you spoiled it now you ruined it they know well if i said the right result then black would have <laughs> sure. won anyone listening knows what you mean yes yeah. <laughs> um aggressive holds encounters is heavy cody sucks chance bring out which... that was true <laughs> I gotta the crowd love was it. like no nah, not having this <laughs> we'll decide who's the baby face right um knee bar by black after some kicks cody escapes although i don't really want black to be the baby face because i i actually like him as a heel they i i i, I haven't seen him he's kind now. of an anti-hero you could walk that line with him too for sure yeah or like i would at least i don't want him to actually become an anti-hero i want him just maybe to be that heel that everyone likes yeah because like cool heel. i feel like if he tries to like lighten it up a, even a bit for to be an anti-hero i feel like that kind of yeah, you can do the cool heel. Really yeah, that's 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 what I would prefer. Um, a nice scoop slam for one count by Cody. Black wraps a steel chair after escaping hold by Cody. Battling the apron ends in a crossroad through a table by Cody. Black's head does kind of go through the table, but, but... Cody, Cody takes the majority <laughs> right. of the bump, which not great. And then my main critique of this match is how much time passes after they both go through the table. Like, there's nothing happening for. Yes. Well, they all take. They both take a couple seconds to blade themselves in that time, right? Well, Black's is not subtle at all. But um, there was way too much time where nothing happens yeah, after and that spot. This reminds me, I, I remember when I was watching the Bullet Club recount on, yeah. on New Japan's YouTube. Um, in the Cody Ibushi match, he hit this crossroads to Ibushi off of the apron. Not through a table, but just to the ground. And it looked... Um, Ibushi took it really well. It looked really cool. 
Um, so this was not as cool. Like this looked like Cody was probably trying to protect Black, which is nice, but it ended up looking like Cody kind of did more to himself than Black almost, right? Right. Um, Andrade walks down the ramp almost to like kind of reaffirm this alliance between him and Black looking to help. Um, Jose, his assistant tries to attack Arn, who is in the ring for some reason. Um, (laughs) but Arn hits a spine buster on him before he missed it by Black. But Pat comes down. And chases off Andrade and attacks him. Um, yes, more of them. That's fine by me. Right. And I guess that is a trilogy that ne- resus- or necessitates... Uh, it resuscitates. Yes. <laughs> necessitates um, a third match. On a pay-per-view for about 25 minutes. Let's go. Okay, yeah. If we get a multi-man tag and we don't get Pac-Andrade 3, I quit. Even though Pac-Andrade 2 underwhelmed both of us. Well, not like... Maybe in a pay-per-view format works better. It was overhyped. That's it was the overhyped, problem. yes. But it was good still. Um, Ripcord elbow and a springboard moonsault by Black. Cody gets up, like, way too quick. Um, and hits a crossroads for two, and the crowd cheered the kick out, like, yes, a lot. Yes, they did. Yep. <laughs> it was really funny. Uh, top rope double foot stomp, um, a pump knee, and a high bridge German suplex. Really nice, uh, sequence. I love that sequence. By Black for a near fall. Black mask, but Cody falls on the bottom rope. He, got, he was up, like, a little too quick for my taste. But even that was well done, like, this, the... The spacing of him falling he through did the ropes fall but then like good. i feel like as soon as he was gone up he was like on the move again right and all of a sudden he's hitting a cody cutter then he hit a crossroads and a tiger driver by cody for the win yeah um Yee. i thought this match got awesome after the table spot and the long delay i don't think the blood added anything i'm not a big blood guy but i know lately when it's been happening sort of hard way i've kind of thought it added some stuff to the match i didn't think it really made much difference here Black's offense looked fantastic, especially, again, that sequence you had with the ending with the high-bridging German. Um, Cody held his own here, too. I figured Cody would get the win here because they're not going to have Cody lose to the same guy three times. Or let me rephrase, Cody's not going to have Cody lose three (laughs) times to the same guy. Um, But at least it took multiple finishers and, like, a super finisher, right, to take out uh, Black here. So I thought this was a really good main event. I the beginning of it, I was just kind of like, whatever, this is solid. And then I feel like it kind of kicked into another gear once there was um, the table spot and the other people involved. So I really liked the second half of it and thought it was a good main event overall. Um, Yeah, I thought it was a pretty good match. Um, But my least favorite of the three they've had, not just because Cody won. <laughs> but <I> partly. Think... <laughs> Partially, yes. <laughs> I think the first one was my favorite because it was the funniest. and But I think the second one as a match was the best, I think. Um, I think Black should have beaten Cody again and stayed undefeated because I think just that kind of helps his aura a bit. And Lost would finally send Cody in the heel frenzy he needs to be in. He could have even joined the Elite, finally. Him and Macklin could have used the Forbidden Bodora to have an undefeated match. Because Macklin is thick, people, if you don't watch Impact Wrestling and you don't listen to me talk about it that often. Macklin is awesome. Uh-huh. He is. He's yes. awesome. Sorry. Um, But it was not to be. Cody can't go in a feud winless, I guess. Yeah, no, he cannot. That's what we're no. saying. He would not let himself. No. He's in charge, so. Although I can't remember, I don't. I don't think he ever beat MJF. Maybe not. Did no, he probably did. It's Cody. Yeah. Uh, thoughts on the show? Um, I thought this was a good show, but there were more things than usual. I thought that I didn't like, and in ring wise, I don't think it was up to snuff. So yet again, the opener was my up match of the snuff? night easily, and the main event was really good. But in between, right? If you look at what we got, it was. Fish and Jungle Boy squash matches, Archer Kingston was cut short, and the women's match wasn't very good. So to me, that's like four matches 
not really of consequence. So that's, I would say, easily below an average dynamite, right? Um, yeah, that's if fair. If you look at it that way. Segment-wise, uh, Baker, MJF, Miro, Omega, Mox were their usual excellent selves. America's top team and Sammy went on for too long, I thought. Leo was fine, and the Page and the Dark Order stuff was good, but not as good as some of their things. So I've kind of loved the past few weeks of Dynamite. I even think it was an A for me last week. So this episode fell short of that. I, I'm giving it a B, almost a B plus, but I'm going to stick with the B because of those kind of four matches in the middle of no consequence. Um, there was some really good stuff. The opener I thought was awesome and worth checking out, but there was some stuff that was easily missable as well. So a good show, but not great. B from me. So B, sorry, Canadian B, we need to clarify sometimes. So a Canadian B is like a seven and a half out of 10, just for anyone. We have a lot of American listeners. So I mean, a lot for us. I don't want to try and sound like we're <laughs> Joe Rogan or something, but a large chunk is from the United States of America. Yes. So a B up here is like a seven and a half out of 10. All right. Um, so I thought the show started pretty great with the opener being another great effort from Rhodes. And I thought Brian was great in there as well. Um, Omega's little promo was good. Uh, I loved the FTR Lucha Bros segment just because I think those segments are really cool they, style. That was good, yeah. And FTR, um, are pretty good promo-wise. Um, MJF had another customarily good promo. Baker's was good as well. Soho vs. Ford was the first real misstep on the show for me. Uh, short pinnacle segment was good. Uh, Fish looked good against Green, finally got a win, so, uh, like, an effective squash. Uh, the Rush-Martin segment was, uh, solid. Archer Kingston was another misstep, but not really their fault. Uh, the Men in the Year segment was fine. Um, I thought Mox delivered a great promo. Uh, Hangman Dark Horse segment was pretty good. Um, good to see Hangman again. Uh, Jungle Boy vs. Color was what you'd expect, but I like the aftermath, actually. Miro's promo was good, and the main event was pretty good, but an unsatisfying result. Overall, a solid show, but nothing amazing, so I'll... I... I... I wasn't as down on it so i'll give it a b plus b plus so canadian b plus is like 7.8 7.9 out of just call 10, it an eight right that would be an a minus uh, so, trust yeah. me i know oh, the, i know the grade like instead of out of a hundred because 79 would be because 80 not in the a range so in canada a is from 80 to 100 right but we we're doing do it at a 10 so you oh, see what i mean see what i, I did see there it now. Yes. right but then it's weird because a you have a lot more room to go you have 20 percent in the a range and only 10 in the others might be the flaw in the canadian system but yeah. that's that's what we're we, we don't under. talk about that, that much but anyways we did that's <laughs> no one's listening at the last second once we've given our letter grades yeah, i yeah. assume they're gone we could say whatever we wanted here but that is going to be all for today that right? is um like we said um impact found for glory review has just been put out um ring of honor will be on the way um if you're not listening either those next time we see you will be next saturday for episode 67 if you want to contact him uh that will be our email which is fnswrestling at gmail.com that's right you can also leave a comment on youtube he claims he'll get back to you i always do <laughs> literally everyone that's commented gets a reply from yeah me. and if you want to talk to me which i highly doubt it but it's possible <laughs> um fns underscore wrestling underscore podcast on instagram um i as long as i remember i try to post whenever there's something new out so right even if you're not listening you'll or or i don't know how that would work but it, you'll be able to see when something is out but regardless we will at least see you next week and until then bye take care